0: Coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California, promoting peace, healthy living and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gahn-Mueller.
1: Hi, I'm Barbara Mueller. Welcome to the Peace Podcast, Promoting Peace, Healthy Living, and Happiness. This Peace Podcast is brought to you by the United Nations Association Southern California Division. And I'll tell you why at the end of the show, because they are our sponsors that are helping us understand what to do with the climate situation today. It's my honor to host the Peace Podcast. Each guest, whether an environmentalist, spiritual teacher, or medical doctor, deeply understands the link between peace, health, and happiness in our everyday lives and contributes to promoting a culture of peace worldwide. Today, we're going to get the honor of interviewing Elizabeth Satoris, Dr. Elizabeth Satoris. She's an American citizen and a Greek citizen, an incredible woman who has traveled the world, who has a a postgraduate degree from MIT, taught at the University of Massachusetts, and contributed to hundreds of TV shows. This woman is, walks her talk. She is an environmentalist, and I just welcome you, Elizabeth. Thank you for being on the show today.
0: Aloha, dear Barbara from Hawaii. I'm so happy to be here with you.
1: Well, you know, Elizabeth, I said you're an environmental biologist, and so I'm going to ask you a hard question. What is the climate situation today? What is happening to our environment? Give me three minutes of your wisdom.
0: Well, Barbara, I've been, I have am an evolution biologist, which means I'm a deep pastist, and that is in order to be a good futurist. Uh, but it means tracking the life of our planet from its very beginning to now and trying to predict where we're going. So I actually did my postdoctoral work at the uh, Museum of Natural History in New York. And at that time, this was in the 1960s, mind you. <laughs> uh, um, we were already talking about climate change possibilities and we're aware that uh, Earth is due for an ice age, more or less. Now, nature doesn't do things exactly on human schedules. She has her own schedules. And they're very difficult for us to predict. But we can talk a lot more about climate than we can about weather. It's harder to to predict uh, weather than climate because climate are long slow waves and we can see patterns that help us to predict that. I then later met Jim Lovelock, uh, the author of the Gaia Hypothesis. And back in the 70s and 80s, he was saying to me, Elizabeth, pray for an ice age. At this point, it looks like humanity is tipping us into a hot age rather than an ice age. Now, we humans have survived at least a dozen ice ages, but we've never had to face a hot age before. And yet, the short version of my story is that's exactly what I think we are going to have to face, that we are in the onset of a hot age that we can't stop.
1: I hear, I hear you, and you know, if you were in California right now, you would say, absolutely. We have never had temperatures like this. We are, have raging fires, bad air, and it's all because we're so hot. So are we really, as my husband Robert Mueller would say, at war with the environment, with the climate? What's going on? Are we really at the survival stage?
0: We certainly have been, and, and um, been at war with the, with the planet. Which is very sad because uh, we as our self-proclaimed most intelligent species on the planet should be the ones who best understand her and best see how to fit in with her ways. And yet, if you stand on the moon and could see the earth over time, you would see that the only evidence of human life on earth is the expansion of deserts. So biologically, we're a desert-making species. And it's almost as if Mama Gaia said, oh, my darlings, you love deserts so much. Let me give you some serious ones. (laughs) So it's our fault? (laughs) Are you saying it's our fault we're creating all these deserts? I'm saying it's not her fault. (laughs) I'm I'm saying back in the 70s, Jim was already aware that our pollution of the atmosphere was causing serious problems that could do something like tip us into a hot age.
1: Well, you're listening to uh, Dr. Elizabeth Satouris, and if anybody knows what's going on in our environment with the climate, it's her. Would you tell us if there's any way we can make peace with our environment, slow down this process of creating
0: deserts? Well, I'm not sure we can slow it down anymore, of course, but we can make the process of going into a hot age much more livable. Because if we think it's bad to have polluted skies and polluted water and soil in this normal temperatures, think how much worse those things will be when the temperatures are higher. And we have to adapt and we want all the breathable air we can get and all the drinkable water we can get and all the soils that will still grow food we can get so the good news is that a hot age is only about seven or eight degrees hotter on average per year than what we call normal as an ice age is colder than what we call normal and we know we survived the cold ages so of course we had a lot less infrastructure so when it got buried under ice it didn't much matter we could we could travel faster than the ice was coming on as those ice sheets went up and back and up and back on the planet like a big breathing cycle. Now I went to Morocco uh, many years ago now just to study how people, humans lived well in hot deserts with low-tech solutions and uh, really were so good at it and I was just amazed. There are many ways of becoming a desert greening species And we just have to look at that and get sensible because the hotter it gets, the more the ice melts. I think you'll agree. And the more the ice melts, the more the refractive surfaces shrink, the hotter it gets. So if the more the ice melts, the hotter it gets and the hotter it gets, the more ice melts, that's a positive feedback loop. And we have no technology for stopping that. Whatever we try in geoengineering always makes the mess worse. I love
1: what you said, that we could learn to live with low-tech ways of greening our deserts. Elizabeth, that is fabulous. Elizabeth, I'm going to kind of segue into the Peace Podcast, why I have this show. I do it because I believe, as Robert did, that we could create peace on our planet, that we could create peace with the environment, that we could create peace with each other. I'm going to ask you a question. Would you mind telling us what you think peace is today?
0: I do believe those things are possible, Barbara, but of course there's going to be huge disruption as our civilization folds, and we're not the first civilization to fold on this planet, but to come through it, to navigate our way through this perfect storm of crises, the most important thing to recreate is peaceful community. The the notion that we are here in the same canoe, that we must help each other, love each other, cherish each other, and help each other to get through this. So everything local that's done to promote self-sufficiency and peace will spread. And so if our largest infrastructure fails, if our nation states fail, we humans can still get get it together in our communities, and I hope in our communications, which are also vulnerable, but we, we will recreate those. And so I say the way to peace is to love and care for each other, to develop inner peace and generosity. As the Sarvodaya movement in Sri Lanka teaches, the only two principles they have are inner peace and generosity. What can I give to you? It makes my heart feel full
1: just to hear those words generosity and almost a being service to one another it's like this is an age of cooperation compatibility yeah, yeah. understanding being there having that empathy so elizabeth i know many people want to know more about your philosophy what books have you written
0: well i uh, my biggest one out there is earth dance living systems in evolution that's uh, right. kind of a classic now the newer, shorter, more storytelling version of that is Gaia's Dance: The Story of Earth and Us, and I call it uh, a, a book, a children's book for grown-ups because it's, it's easy reading and it's shorter. That's <laughs> so, uh, so you I mean, can on find the books on Amazon. Uh, they're on Amazon. I think both of those are on Amazon. Yes. Great, Elizabeth. And, um, okay. I want uh, to, continue I always to encourage people to get secondhand books, too.
1: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Do you Doesn't know, Robert? <laughs> wow, I am so happy. Um, you know, Elizabeth, we want to continue this conversation with you. There's no doubt that you, you have just tipped. The iceberg, the tip of the iceberg today. And so we're going to have an event in Sa- in Los Angeles, actually in Pasadena, that's going to be held on the 16th of November. And that's the reason I wanted you here, because I wanted people to get to see a this snippet of who this fabulous woman is, the research she's done. Um, Elizabeth, you did a walk in time, didn't you? Wasn't that you?
0: That's another book, is A Walk Through Time, and there's one called Biology Revision, written with Willis Harmon. Um, oh,
1: you know, she's talking about things that my late husband, Robert Mueller, said were, they're the givens, the givens. These people, we always have the people who we need right here in front of us. Pay attention to who's around you. Listen to Elizabeth Join us again to hear more of these Peacemakers on Peace podcast. I'm going to give you a commercial. This is our sponsor, the (laughs) United Nations Association, UNA Southern California. We are going to have our annual meeting November 16th on a Saturday from 11.30 to 3 p.m. at the El Portal Hotel and Restaurant, 695 East Green Street. Go to una-usa.org and you will be able to see more about this event. Elizabeth, as we change the climate, as we change ourselves, what is it that's going to make us survive this hot age?
0: local self-sufficiency as much as possible. Uh, we, there are such wonderful technologies around for vaporizing wastes in local little non-emission uh, boxes, you know, and, and the gardens. The UN said long ago the only way to feed people in the future, even twice the population, is through small natural local farms. Uh, you know, it's about food. It's about water. We have ways now of getting deep water up from the oceans and desalinating it quickly. Uh, We can move water around. The oil companies can go into using their pipeline technology, can help us do that. Our dear friend, Ronaldo's. Uh, hydrogen balloons would be the perfect solution to getting across oceans on almost no fuel. And- <laughs> wow. That's there are wonderful fantastic. solutions out there. We can do yes. it. We can adapt if we yes, want. That's
1: fantastic, Elizabeth. Thank you. Elizabeth, I want to thank you, and I want to thank our listeners, and I want to thank the people who viewed us today. This is Dr. Elizabeth Satoris. Elizabeth, give us your website, please.
0: Good. It's satoris.com sahtouri com. I'm afraid it's a little outdated, but you Google my name, you'll find lots.
1: Absolutely. God bless you, Elizabeth. And I'm so looking forward to our moments when we will be together in November 16th in Pasadena. And Elizabeth, I always give everybody the last word who is my guest. What do you want us to know right now?
0: Oh, whoever you are, whatever your passion is, follow your passion in some way that helps us to create the ecstasy of true community whether you're a poet a gardener a politician or whatever follow your heart and you'll become an attractor to others elizabeth satouris dr
1: elizabeth satouris what a pleasure to have interviewed you on this podcast of peace and i want you to know listeners that you can listen to this many times because elizabeth gave us probably two years of information that will take in that 15 minutes and you will want to have conversations have a watch party Pay attention. Let people come with you and talk about what we can do on this, about our climate today. You know, I don't think I've ever had a newspaper today that doesn't talk about what we can do about our climate, because even...
0: Finally, finally.
1: (laughs) Finally. Oh, Elizabeth, isn't it wonderful? Well, bless all our viewers. Bless you.
0: Yeah, come see us in Pasadena. I'll have a beautiful slideshow.
1: Yes, thank you. And viewers... Thank you for joining us today. I'm Barbara Gon Mueller, your hostess. If you go to peacepodcast.org, you will be able to find out more about these peacemakers who make our world work today. Thank you, Elizabeth. It's been a pleasure. Aloha. Aloha.